Hi guys, it's Mackenzie Fox, and I'm back at you with episode four of Just Mackenzie Things. Um, I promise on this one, I'm I am recording in my car. I'm at the gym again, but last time I recorded over the speaker of my car, so it was really fuzzy and it sounded super ratchet. But it's not going to sound like that this time. And if you actually listened through the last one, despite the fuzziness of my voice, I appreciate you greatly. Um, I honestly can't believe I've done four of these. Like I said in my first podcast, like when I want to do something, I just do it. And so if I get this idea, I'll just run with it. So here we are on episode four. And like I said, it's just been fun for me, but I've gotten a lot of messages from people, which is so cool. And I'm glad people are listening Honestly, even if people weren't listening, I'd still make these for myself because half of these things that I talk about are just things I need to reinforce to myself and I should honestly take my own advice because I have it all within me, but a lot of the stuff I talk about is stuff that I just need to say to myself as well. So, you know, even if I had negative five followers, I would probably still make these and listen to them myself because I need to hear a lot of the things I'm saying to myself. Um, But today, I'm going to be talking about how you handle kind of like a dry season and when you're going through what feels like a biblical drought. So, I haven't talked a lot about Jesus on my podcast, but I am a big Jesus girl. I have always loved the Bible. I believe everything the Bible says, and I do... 80% of the time, excuse me, try to live by biblical truths. Now, am I this perfect Jesus Christian girl? No, I'm not. I'm just going to be real. Sometimes you'd be like, oh, she's a good little Christian girl. And sometimes you'd be like, that girl's crazy. Just really depends. So I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm all churchy, religious, because I love the Bible and I love Jesus. And I do, I am saved by the blood of the lamb. Um, but I'm not like, I guess your typical Christian. Um, but anyways, in the Bible, it talks a lot about drought and dry seasons and how God provided for different people in the Bible during their dry seasons. And I don't know if it's post pandemic or what, but everything just seems so dry I mean, if you look at our economy, like how we're handling a recession, I don't even want to put gas in my car, which I know really nobody does, but I, I'm very on top of prices of everything. So I even have this app that tracks the cheapest gas and the cheapest in Oklahoma is 407. And that is just absolutely ridiculous. And I'm not even going to get into the political side of this because then it might just ruffle some feathers. So I'm not going to do that. Do great. I just, that was a promise I made to myself. I even, I was like, you know what? I'll live at home for as long as I have to because I'm not going to throw my money down the drain renting. Especially when, if you buy a home, essentially the mortgage and all of the bills come out to the same price as renting and you're actually um, moving towards ownership and having equity in a property. And so I've, I look at the housing market every day and I know my budget and I know my down payment and it's almost like the universe and God is like, nope, it's not time. It's not time. No. And I look daily and there's no houses. There's none. 
I talk to my realtor friends and I'm like, hey, can you be looking? And they're like, yeah, but there's nothing. And so it's almost like, you know, if you like need something really bad, you're like, hey, I need a glass of water. Well, what if someone's like, you can't have a glass of water? Like you don't get any water. You would just be like, <laughs> and so that's how I feel. So I'm like, hey, I, I need a house. I mean, I don't need a house. I'm, I'm not homeless. But I, I'm like, you know, I really want a house. I, I've saved my whole life, and I'm, I think it's time. And it's just straight up in the face. It's like, no. And then if you're a person that's really averse to the word no, that is really hard. Because I'm like, what? So that's a whole nother area that feels very scarce. Um, Another comparison, and I have talked about this on a prior podcast, is like not thriving in my old passions. So um, when I was in college and I was teaching dance, everything just came like so naturally, like ideas for dances, the costumes, um, vibing with the kids, and everything was just like bouncing around. They were doing so well at comps. Um, I just felt like my little dance career, my little mini dance time was so successful. And then after college, it just kind of in my brain, I was like, oh, this is getting like more difficult. And the same opportunities were coming around that a couple years ago I would have jumped on. And I would be like, oh my gosh, yes, I want to take this dance opportunity. Yes, 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 yes. And now they're still coming and I'm just like, eh, like I don't, (laughs) I don't want to do it. And that's rough because it's, it's hard, especially when something is right in front of you and you're just like, no, it doesn't feel right. So that, that puts me in that, um, drought mindset as well of like knowing that I have something, but I'm not wanting to take hold of the opportunity. Um, and then for all women dating, I hate dating. I hate it. And I I know I shouldn't even put that out there that like I hate it. But um, I just don't think it's fun for anybody. And maybe I should shift my mindset on that and be like, oh my god, I'm having so much fun. Like this is so fun. But I'm just gonna be real. Like I don't think it's fun. Um, I will probably do a whole nother po- podcast on this story. Um, but I'll just give like a small version of it for now. But I, there's definitely a larger story to it. But after my senior year of college, I met a guy um, named Jake. And um, I hadn't dated in like a year and a half before I met him. But we like really hit it off pretty quickly. Like it's funny because a lot of his friends think that like we didn't because at first... I just thought he was, like, a nutcase, and so I would just be there, and I'm like, oh my gosh, but, like, we actually, like, got along very well and hit it off pretty quickly, and, um, I just really liked him, and so we dated, and, um, he actually passed away in a car accident, like, six or seven months into us dating, and so that was a highly traumatic experience for me because, we were, like, just kind of, like, going along this track, and, like, everything was working really well, and, um, we just like worked pretty well together and then that happened and so I was extremely traumatized with losing some like choosing to like love somebody and I liked him and then I knew that I loved him and then losing him and having to do all of those things and go to a funeral um and all of that at such a young age for a boyfriend like this wasn't 
like my grandparents or somebody older. Um, it was just an insane time in my life where I was just very traumatized. It was really hard for me to do much of anything. And so after that, dating has obviously been so hard because um, carrying the grief of that and that loss and just kind of that fear of loss again. And I, I, I can't ever say, but I don't think I would ever go through something as traumatic as that. I don't want to like jinx myself, but just having the worst of the worst that could happen, um, especially with dating and something that's so abnormal, it makes dating, um, again, really scary. And so I have kind of been dating kind of, I kind of waited like a year ish after he passed away because I just knew that I needed to like fully process my grief and that loss. Um, And so now dating again, it's just so confusing because I'm now even more um, about like commitment and like securing the deal because I'm afraid of loss so much just because I've experienced the worst type of loss um, when it comes to dating. And so then I'll be like talking to a guy or whatever and they're just like, I don't know. And just my least favorite answer to anything is like, I don't know or no because then I'm just like, ah, it just drives me crazy. And so then you're having to put yourself out there for dating, especially in this weird, vulnerable place that I'm in. And then just kind of like trying to get on track with somebody. And it's like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what do you know? What do you know? So there's just so much uncertainty in the world and in my world. And it makes me feel like nothing is happening. Like nothing nothing productive is happening. I'm like, am I just stagnant? Is the world just at a standstill? And I think a lot of people feel like this. I think a lot of people feel that like nothing is moving along and nothing is as joyous and free as it used to be. Like think people just seem really on edge and maybe that's just me, but I know I'm on edge a lot because I just am like, what, what is coming next? It almost feels like your next move is like, a survival-based thing. Like, what do I do next? Like, what do I need to do? I even call my grandparents, like my Nini. I'm like, Nini, I don't know what to do. And she's like, you need to calm down. And I just can't calm down. But anyways, basically in dry seasons, and like I said at the first of this podcast, I should be taking my own advice and my own inner wisdom that I, I know, but I don't necessarily always apply. God does his best work in the drought because you literally have no other option than to put your trust and your full faith in God. Because when all of these worldly external things are being stripped from you, so you're having um, insecurities with your job or your finances or where you're going to live or who you're going to date. So all these like external things that are good things, but are just uncertain or just not solidified. Sometimes as humans, we turn and not even sometimes I'd say 80% of the time we turn to the physical world in most situations for comfort and security and safety. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, yes, you need a place to live. That's a given. And yes, it's good to have partnership and um, commitment. But 
when these things are rocky and when these things are just feeling so shaky and confusing, it forces you to turn your head up to the sky and be like, God, I know you're going to do this. I know you're going to bring something out of this. And everything I'm saying right now, I struggle with doing. I know people say to me, they're like, oh my gosh, like McKenzie's has a lot of faith. And I, I, I do have faith, but there are some days I, and I'm just going to be real. There are some days I drive in my car and I'm like, God, I don't really know if I trust you today. Like, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what's going on. So like, I don't trust you right now. But I think God, I think God can handle our anger. I think God can handle our disbelief. Um, I think the more vulnerable you are with God in that aspect and you ask him to shift your mindset, um, he doesn't want us to come and act like we're so perfect and our faith is perfect. I think he actually can do more with our disbelief than our false belief because I think that can give him a chance to show us that we should believe and that we should always have faith despite external circumstances. So I do have my days in the car where I'm like, God, I don't know what you're doing. Like, I'm not happy with you right now. (laughs) And I think he can handle it. I think God is big enough to handle our disbelief. And there's a verse in the Bible. I think it's in Matthew. Can't quote it exactly. I want to say it might be 1125. Um, But talks about having faith um the side of or the size of a mustard seed like if you have faith the size of a mustard seed god can do um the um unimaginable and i'm trying to hold on to that little mustard seed faith because my faith right now is not um as large as a tree I don't even know if that analogy made any sense. But my faith is not always large. You do not have to have large faith for God to do something. Like, my faith on some days is probably half of the size of a mustard seed. And if you don't know what a mustard seed looks like, it looks like you're putting a period on the end of a sentence. That's how small it is. It is very small. So there are some days that my faith is genuinely that small. But the Bible says that is all the faith we need is that baby size of faith. If you have that baby size of faith. And I don't think that takes a lot out of us to have that size of faith. But that just tells us how big our God is because God's not requiring us to have this large outward faith and this large platform and just oh my gosh, I'm so faithful. And there's nothing wrong if you feel like that. Like some days I feel like that. Some days I'm like, yeah, my faith is this. God is good all the time. I'm praying. I'm like preaching. I used to sometimes preach to my dancers. Like I felt the Holy Spirit activated. It's like that TikTok where it's like, Holy Spirit activate. That's how I felt. But some days now I'm just like, you know, God, here the, I am the mustard seed today. I am the literal mustard seed. That is how small my faith is today. But God does not need, it's not about what you can do. It's not about your faith. It's not about um, your large belief. It's literally about what God can do. He's, he requires so little of us because we are in, um, in reality so small compared to the goodness and the glory of God. Like God is, God is the real deal, not your faith. Like your faith can be so small because God is so big. 
Oh my gosh, I need to say that again because that was good. Your faith can be so small because our God is so big. It doesn't, we don't need a big faith. And when we're in this drought and you're in this uncertainty and you're in this weird, confusing season of life, you just got to have that small baby faith. And so today I'm choosing because some days faith is a choice. It's not going to always feel like you have it. You have to choose. I'm choosing to have that small baby faith today. And I know even if I don't feel it and even if I don't see it, I know that God will do something big with that baby faith. Hashtag baby faith. Um, But yeah, so if you're in a drought or dry season, I feel you. But just remember that if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, God can do something with that. He really can. So yeah, that's really all I have today. It's not that long. Um, Just a little mini Jesus sesh, dry sesh for you. I'm going to go walk on the treadmill now. And I'm going to enjoy this rainy, cloudy day and go to this random concert tonight with people. I don't even know who's singing. So, yeah, I'm going to just have faith that today is going to go the way it's supposed to go. And thanks for listening. Goodbye.